Start tying your confidence to staying committed to the small commitments that you said you're going to keep to yourself, not the results. The more you do that, the result is going to be the byproduct. Control the controllable. Start making sure that you are kicking the damn door down and creating opportunities. And number three, last but not least, make sure everybody on this call understands that you have the absolute 100% capability to go get what is yours, right? But it takes the steps to get there. Don't be obsessed with the result. Be obsessed with the action that gets the result and the result will be a byproduct. Those are my three things I think that they need to really focus on after this, this show. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I am Shelby Johnson, and today I'm here with John Marone out of Destin, Florida. He's been an agent for three years and in the coaching scene for 10. He is a solo agent and also does that high-performing coaching with his clients. And last year, between himself and his coaching clients, they closed over 2,000 homes, $965 million in volume, and brought in $33 million in commissions. Just a little bit. You might have heard him because he's also a keynote speaker. And so when he's not coaching and he's not doing the real estate things or spending time with his family, he is sharing the stage with people like Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, Trent Shelton, and more. But it's super cool. So before all of the success, you know, like, oh, great, all success, he has been through a lot personally, which we are going to dig into today. So listeners, if you are interested in learning about how to completely rewire your brain after hitting rock bottom, how to leverage or leave self-sabotage, self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs behind, and how to create a super successful sales process in your business, then this show is for you. John, welcome. What is going on, dude? Thank you for the intro. Super stoked to be here. Excited to uh, give some actionable content for your listeners to go ahead and transform their life and their business. Let's get this thing going. Oh man, I'm pumped. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so take us back. I want to know, you know, what happened in your life that led to you needing to rewire your brain? Yeah. So yeah, there's always, I like to talk about the story behind the glory, right? And, and so with the story behind the glory, there's a lot of different components and a lot of different, what we call quake moments that have happened. Um, and I think some of the biggest ones for me, you know, growing up, um, unfortunately I got into drugs pretty early. Um, and when I got into drugs, I also got into fighting and I got into this addiction that wasn't just towards drugs, right? I was addicted to bad decisions, addicted to um, anger, addicted to fighting. Um, and unfortunately, I think I did that because I was so lost in who I was as a human being and my identity. When I did something like that, right? Whether it was the, you know, selling the drugs or fighting, people quote unquote accepted me. Um, but they only accepted me because it was doing them a favor, right? It was doing them some kind of service. And so as a young kid, I think I found myself like, oh, this feels good being accepted, even if it's for the wrong things. Well, as the years go on, I wanted more of that acceptance and more of that acceptance. It just got worse and got worse and got worse and uh, put myself uh, into some situations where I ended up in jail. Then I ended up homeless. Then I ended up living in my car. Then I went ahead and upgraded to a motel. Um, and a lot of these things do you think would change your life, right? Uh, from the, the, the addiction to jail to living in car. You think that is it, man. That's rock bottom. But nope, that wasn't rock bottom. Um, 
I then went ahead and met a, a beautiful woman who is now my wife, who gave me the understanding of what love looks like in a different way. Um, no matter how many times I try to go ahead and sabotage that relationship. I'm not sure if you listeners could, you know, understand where that's coming from, right? Where I just wanted to go back to chaos. Um, and, and I knew if I was taking care of her or with her, I wasn't able to. And so as we fast forward a couple of years later, I found myself taking strides. Right? I was doing better, right? I, I stopped doing a lot of drugs, but you know, to be honest, Shelby, I wasn't really making big waves in my life. I was like inching my way um, and making these small steps, which a small step is better than no steps. But I remember I met this guy named Pat Nekarada. Pat Nekarada is a great Christian man. He runs a sales and marketing firm. And he said, hey, John, man, I'm going to give you this opportunity to make a lot of money and change a lot of lives. But your life has to change first. And so I was like, all right, I'm down, right? Really, I just wanted the money. I don't get the, you know, there was the ego, right? The young John Marone living in New Jersey um, was just, you know, the, the stubbornness. And so he gave me some amazing tools to grow people's business, but also to change my life. And it didn't happen to really click, click until um, it was around this time, to, uh, 2012, October 28, 2012, Hurricane Sandy paid the Jersey Shore a visit. Um, and that's where I lived. I lived on the Barrier Islands. And we didn't leave. So we, we, we just moved into this place, right? We're renting. It's a small place, but it's bigger than our last place, talking about 700 square feet. And I remember sitting there and it was about seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night and there was no rain or anything. We were just outside. Now the wind was whipping, but I remember sitting there in my bedroom with my parents and my now wife and I heard this noise and the noise was trickling water. And as I look and I glance into the living room, I see this water stream going through our living room. And so I couldn't understand and fathom how this had just happened because I just looked outside an hour ago and it was fine, just windy. So I go ahead and I go through the living room and I open up the door. And as I open up the door, it was insane because what I saw, I never thought I'd see before. And that was four or five feet of water in our front yard of roaring rapids, docks smashing into the house, boats flipped upside down, car alarms going off because they're underwater. And immediately I said, let's get everybody upstairs into the attic, right? So one level. And so as we're starting to do that, the water cracks through the foundation and starts filling up our house insanely quick. And so I get everybody upstairs and the water's rising and the ladder's down. And I see the water just rung by rung, rung by rung, climbing up to the roof or up to the, the attic. Then you hear this bang, bang, bang. And the tree's about to come through the roof. There's 175 mile, uh, mile per hour winds. So you got this compression of water coming up and rising, tree coming through the roof. And I just sat there and I was like, man, what have I done? Like, I literally haven't really made a huge impact on this world. And I haven't changed the blueprints to what success looks like for the last name Marone. Because that was my goal. I wanted to change what it looks like to be a Marone and really give a whole new um, outlook on when they hear the name Marone, it's associated with something totally different. Because unfortunately, I followed the steps into you know what I was given as a young kid. And so I said, when I get out of here, I am going to make a change. And we got out of there, my whole story behind that, how we got out of there, but we got out of there sitting in a shelter and I'm wearing my wife's snowflake fuzzy pajama pants. I'm wearing a pair of cleats and some raggedy t-shirt because that's all we had in the attic, right? Everything else is underwater. And I said, man, I don't know what I'm going to do to make the change. And Shelby, that was it. Anybody listening right now, that was the game changing moment saying, I don't know what I don't know and dropping my ego gave me the biggest opportunity to see what I didn't see before. And so from that moment on, I went ahead and I just 
digested as much content as I could, right? I investigated the best and the brightest of the world, the movers and the shakers. And then I was able to interview a lot of them. Like you said, the Tony Robbins, the, the uh, Eric Thomases. And I started to develop my life into a life by design. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to start coaching about 10, 12 years ago now, um, some amazing real estate agents. And from there, I've been able to build a beautiful coaching company where we've coached over, coached and trained over 13,000 agents with the highest conversion rates with online leads in the nation. Uh, but most importantly, we're changing people's lives, not just their business. Um, and that's where we sit today, living a life by design uh, through, through a hurricane, right? Through a storm. And I think a lot of us go through storms in our life. And sometimes it's an actual physical storm. Sometimes it's just a mental storm. But I always say this, and I'll give you guys this one tip really quick, is that you have an opportunity here because when we go through a storm, I'm an acronym nerd, by the way, okay? It's either you could see the opportunities, okay, revealing more strength, or you could see the obstacles revealing more struggle. Say it one more time. Storms stand for seeing the opportunities that reveal more strength or seeing the obstacles revealing more struggle. And in that moment, what you do next matters more than anything. So if you're going through a storm, it's up to you. Are you going to see the opportunities or are you going to see the obstacles? And so for me, I had to realize after all those seeing the obstacles for so many years, switching it, changing my perspective and seeing the opportunities that revealed more strength. And now here we are today on this amazing podcast. <laughs> Real quick, as you likely know, the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is sold out. But if one of your preferred vendors is looking for marketing opportunities, we are looking for sponsors. We would love to get their name and business out to 80 highly motivated real estate agents from across the country. Know someone who'd be interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and shoot us a quick email for more information. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Dude, what a freaking story. <laughs> wow. I did not see the hurricane coming. And <laughs> Neither did that's, I. That's... <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, hypothetically, listeners out there are like, yes, I get it. You know, I, I maybe I've had that rock moment, like rock bottom moment, or maybe I'm in it and I'm with you. I'm ready to, you know, take that moment and change to a life by design. But like, what are what are the steps? Like, what are some some things that they can do now that will start kickstarting their life in the right direction? Yeah, great question. And, and here's the thing: everything we give you guys is proven and tested, right? So, in real estate mastery coaching, like everything we give them is all tried, all tested. We don't just throw a wet noodle at a wall and you know hope that it sticks with everybody. These are things that actually work. And so, the first thing to do, let's talk about life wise, and we'll give you something for the business. So, life wise is first identifying where your standards truly are, right? Where your standards truly are. And, and what I mean by this is a lot of times we act as if we have these high standards and we deserve these high results. But in the dark, when nobody's watching, your standards are extremely low. So the first step is identifying and truly owning up what are your standards, okay? And going ahead and asking yourself, what needs to change for my standards to change? Because standards don't just change. They don't just out of nowhere change. Something else must change for your standards to change. That means you have a different environment, right? Some of us are not in a conducive environment for growth, right? Maybe it's going ahead and it's getting rid of toxicity in your life, whether it's people, places, or things, 
right? That gives you the best opportunity to raise your growth. Maybe it's stopping a certain habit, right? That you know does not serve you anymore. That will then help you create a higher level of standards. That's number one for your, your life, but obviously that transla uh, translates into your business. Now for your business, you want to go ahead and up level. I'm going to give it to you right now. In a market we're in today, it's never been as important as it is right now to really master your mind and master your skill set. There are agents that are leaving a business every single day, and that's because they can't hang. They can't hang because they are not skilled enough. Let's play the scenario out here. Let's look at Tom Brady. I mean, everybody knows who Tom Brady is, right? The dude's got, what, seven rings? Let's look at uh, Wayne Gretzky. Let's look at you know Venus and Serena Williams. Let's look at these people that are iconic, and they're just going to say sports, right? And I always ask everybody, what do these people have in common? When I show a picture of all these legends, all these champs, what do they have in common? And they always say, hey, they're winners. Hey, they got money. Hey, they're hard workers. They're dedicated. All those things are true, okay? But the thing that is the difference maker between them and the rest of the pack and will be the difference maker between you and the rest of the pack is that they practice like a champ to become a champ. If you want to increase your pay, increase your role play. If you want to increase your pay, increase your role play. Plain and simple. We got to stop complaining that it's the market when really we're not even skilled enough when we finally do get that opportunity. So in your life, raise your standards and you'll start to see some changes that happen around you and the quality of life go up in your business. Same thing, raising your standards. But now I need you to increase your role play. 15 minutes a day. That's all I'm saying. Man, you can do a half hour. I would do an hour. But when those, let's say Tom Brady, when he shows up on Sunday, right? He wasn't the best on paper right out the gate. But when he showed up on Sunday, everything was all subconsciously happening. Why? Because he put the work in. When other people are partying, he's practicing, right? So what can you do to change your business right now? Make sure you maximize the opportunities you have. How do you do that? You become so damn good, the world can't ignore you. Tom Billiou told me that once in a uh, once a while ago. I mean, it was about seven, eight years ago. He said, John, Tom Billiou, the guys that don't know who he is, he runs a show called Impact Theory. He sold Quest Nutrition for a billion dollars. I said, man, how do I be, how do I get noticed? He said, be so damn good, the world can't ignore you. And you do that by being so damn good in the dark. So when you show up in the light, you're the brightest star. And so I'm telling everybody in here, if you want to be the brightest star, you need to go ahead and you got to do the work in, your dark, in the dark, even when you don't want to do it, right? Take action off of meaning, not off of mood. We got to start taking action off of meaning and not off of mood. So those are two things right there that they can start to implement immediately and start to see some transformation and some progress. Dude, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> Let's I'm like go. Wedding over here. Yeah, I know for real though. Um, okay. I, I need to bring it back to the life standards though. So the mm -hmm. standards you know, they don't just change. Something has to change, but yes. I'm looking for an example. Like I'm totally with you, you know, let's change our standards. Let's identify where they truly are. But like, can you give me an example of what those standards could be? So I know what to reflect on some, some, yeah. Yeah. So one of the standards, you said a word there that was very important. Reflect. Okay. Many times we are trying to go after the week without understanding what truly happened a week prior. So how do we raise our standards? There's, there's a big piece to this that may, most people don't take advantage of, and that is reflecting. So everybody needs to write this down. Hopefully you guys have a pen and paper and listen to this show because I know that bombs get dropped all the time, right? And that is this. Self-awareness is the starting point for growth and a checkpoint for progress. You want to be successful? Be more self-aware. Be more self-aware. Now, how do you do that on an intentional level? Because that's what it's about. 
right? There's no winging it. Winging is not a strategy. It's got to be an intentional level. That is every single Sunday you reflect, you ask yourself specific questions. My clients, they send me, well, I send them first a document they must fill out and they send it back to me every single Sunday. It's the first thing to do every single Sunday morning. And the reason why they do that is because they get a peek behind the curtains. No longer is a groundhog day of a week where they're running up against the same wall with the same objections, with the same problems, with no true, real understanding of how to get around it. So where can you go ahead and you can raise their standards? Every Sunday, find a a half hour in the morning to reflect on your previous week, create that self-awareness, then to go ahead and set your week up in your calendar, guys, in your calendar to go ahead and have an intentional week by design. And so that's the first place to go ahead and raise your standards is reflect on a Sunday, create that self-awareness, because then a true action plan can be created. Okay, you don't have to give me all of your coaching secrets, but... (laughs) You, all, you know, you said ask yourself specific questions. Yes. Could, could we have an example, maybe like one to three of the specific questions people should ask themselves hypothetically on Sunday once a week? Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing I'll tell you, guys, we make life so much more complicated than it really is. Like success loves speed and simplicity. Success loves speed and simplicity. We make this shit way more complicated than it needs to be, right? And so three easy questions, right? Three easy questions. Number one is what were my lessons learned this week? What were my lessons learned, right? Man, I stayed up and watched Netflix too long. Therefore, I didn't wake up on time. Therefore, I was running my day in chaos because I woke up at nine when I should have woke up at seven or woke up at eight when I should have woke up at six, whatever. What were your lessons learned? That's number one. Number two, dude, where'd you win? Where did you win? I'm not here to just beat you up on Sunday. Like, let's go ahead and release some endorsement, but stuff like, hey man, I won here. And it could be, I woke up at 5.30 every single day, like I said. It could be I put my phone down when my kid came up to me. It could be I called, even though I didn't set the appointment, I called every single day like I said I was going to. Right? Where'd you win? Right? And number three, what are you going to do differently this week that you didn't do last week to dominate? What are you going to do differently? Right? Things don't just change to change. We just said it, right? right? Nothing changes if nothing changes. Right? So that the third question would be, what will you do differently? I need a different plan. You know, something that my wife and I always talk about, I think we all do this anyway, where it's like, I'm going to change. Like when you get, in, let's just say you get in a fight with your husband or your wife, or, you know, you're not doing the things you need to do, right? Spouse related or not. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to change. No, you're not. You're, we are human beings that were wired like a machine on patterns, right? We are pattern driven human beings. So for you to say, I'm just going to change with no true intentional action plan behind it. It won't happen. And if it does, it's a very short-lived change and you go right back to it, right? So my question too is what are you going to do differently, right? Accept what happened and now create a plan of something you will do differently to go ahead and create. And the last thing I say with this is a lot of times it's not the thing that's the problem. It's the thing that makes the thing the problem. Let me tell you what I mean. We think I woke up late. That's my problem. We said, said it before. No, it's not. It's that you're up watching Netflix all night. That was your problem, right? That was the trigger for you to wake up late. Right? Oh, I didn't make my calls. Uh, that's my problem. No, it's not. It's that you're fearful of picking up the phones because you haven't practiced enough and you don't think you're confident enough to go ahead and get on the phone. So making the calls aren't your problem. It's that you aren't confident enough because you aren't practicing enough. So let's work on the roots of the problem, not what's above the ground. Because above the ground, that's cool. We could try to work on that, but it's never going to stay consistent. We always try to work on the roots of the problem. Okay. Now in the business part, yes. the practicing like a champ to become a champ. 
So from the agent perspective, what are the things that it's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to practice. I'm bought in. Are you talking about just like scripts, like communication or what would you say that we need to practice to become a champ? Yes. So (laughs) it's everything, right? Like, let's just be real. So the way we break it down, there's, there's, there's three parts, right? Opening line. And by the way, when I say scripts, let's talk about framework. Don't be scared when I say scripts. This is a framework that has proven to work with a 33% conversion rate on online leads. The national average is 3%. So why does it work? Because we use human behavior and human psychology tied in with the art and science of sales. Because there are some specific things that when you tap into human psychology, work in your favor, right? So what, what do I mean by this? So opening line is the first thing. Right, whether it's for FISBOs, expires, fire leads, whatever it is, your opening line. We step on landmines all the time, right? And what I mean by that is if we were going out to war, okay? I'm like, hey, guys, come here, Shelby, let's go. Hey, by the way, there's a landmine over there. It may or may not blow up. It's like a 50-50 chance. Hey, nobody that's listening to it is going to jump on that landmine. Nobody's going to, right? But yet when you make your dials and someone picks up the phone, you step on landmine after landmine after landmine. And what I mean is like, you're saying, hey, is this John? What do they say? No, nah, it's not John, right? Or John's not here right now. You know, damn well, his name is John, right? So that's the first step, right? So we got to practice our opening line so that when we're right out the gate, we're confident, right? And we ask very specific things in that opening line to drive us to open up rapport and have their wall drop down. Number two thing you need to practice, objections. So everybody knows right now, the biggest objection is what? Interest rates are too high, right? We got that. That's the number one objection right now. How many times this week have you practiced it? You know what's coming. I just watched the Texas Rangers win the uh, World Series, right? I'm a New York Yankee fan, but whatever, right? So if the guys are facing a pitcher who they know throws a nasty fastball, are they going to go in a, in a uh, batting cage but just throw me all curveballs? No. Like, yo, throw me that fastball over and over again so I get so good at it. When I see it live, it subconsciously leaks into my brain, and I know what to do without even putting any energy into it. So you guys have to have – it's called situational practice. Know what your biggest objections are. Get obsessed with practicing it. So when Shelby is a lead of mine and she says, John, interest rates are too high, instead of me being like, uh, uh, you're right, no. It's like, look, I totally get it. Why don't we do this? Let's just put interest rates going up, going down to the side for a second. So when I just start looking in the first place, right? Subconsciously, it leaks into my brain. I don't even need to think about it, okay? That's number two, situational practice. Number three, asking for the appointment. So you're talking about practicing? Get really good asking for the appointment. Don't overcomplicate it and realize that's one thing. There are tons of techniques out there. Reverse close, reverse negative close, assumptive close, reverse negative, assumptive close. You name it, they're out there, right? It's not about the technique. It's about the confidence. Closing is an attitude, okay? It's an attitude. It's a confidence. Okay. It's knowing you need to help them. You can help them and you want to help them. So don't worry about the techniques. It's all about the confidence. And the more you do it, the more confident you sound in going ahead and asking for the appointment. So three big things, opening line, objections, AKA situational practice and closings. And you should be practicing that on a daily basis. So when you get on the phones, everything is subconscious, which means that you could flow more and have an actual conversation. And you could actually this is the big thing, guys. Listen to understand and stop listening to respond. You're listening to respond because you're so nervous of what question to ask next. Well, guess what? The next question to ask is being delivered and developed in their current answer. You don't need to worry about the next question to ask. It's in the conversation. It's happening. 
take the stress out of sales. But you only do that if you practice enough to know where to take the conversation through the repetition, repetition, repetition. Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda. If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. Now back to the show. And guys, if you're listening and you're like, I need this in my life so bad, um, you're so lucky because John has submitted his 33% conversion rate buyer scripts to us for our toolbox. So go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and you can get that for free, which is dope. And then you can practice for hours every day until you are as smooth as John is. <laughs> and then you can crush. I, John, I have a question. So this you're, you're clearly a well-oiled machine Thank you. and I know you've been doing coaching for 10 years. And, um, so my question is with this in your real estate business, like, I guess, where did you learn all of these specific sales techniques? Yeah. And, and so like, have you been doing that for the 10 years or just the three years since you got your license? Can you just like give us insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you want real talk, real talk, I've been selling, uh, things for a very long time. Uh, my first sales job was not legal. Um, and that's just the truth of it. Right. And so, yeah. um, dude, we always want real talk, by the way. Look, this, that's just, that's <laughs> yeah. just the reality of the situation. So I was always selling something, but I think the big thing is, is I was always in the sales role, right? I was running sales teams. I was running sales and marketing firms. I was always in sales. So I was always trying to find a better way to increase conversion rate. One, two, 3%. That's because I don't think they understand like in, in increasing your conversion three to 5% is an additional four to eight closings. Like that's huge, right? That's huge. And so it, it was just being obsessed with understanding that what Tom Billy said to me, right? Like be so damn good. The world can't ignore you. And that doesn't come by accident. Right. And so it's fine tuning it, seeing what works and then putting it into practice and making the small changes where needed. Right. Believe me, this, the, the, the way I do sales now, it wasn't the way I did sales six years ago. Eight years ago, but there's small changes, right? But guess what happens, right? Small hinges open big doors. And that's all I'm looking for is a small little millimeter shift, right? And I do that consistently by what? By not guessing, by tracking my numbers, obsessive being tracking over my numbers and tracking what's working, what's not working, what feels good when I say it, right? All those things. So um, I've been doing this for a very, very long time in different industries for sure. Um, and so, but the coaching aspect of it on the real estate side has been about 10 years and we've made iterations, 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 um, from there, but it's been quite some time, but I, here's also the last thing I'll say about this is that a lot of people are like, I don't want to sound like a salesman. I don't want to sell some, 
you, you don't sound like a salesman. Get so damn good. It doesn't sound like you're selling something, right? That's the one thing. And number two is you're always selling something, right? Everybody is trying to sell something. What I mean is that you try to persuade your husband or your wife to do X, Y, Z. You're trying to persuade your kids to do something. You're trying to persuade your friends to go here versus here. We are all selling something at some point throughout the week. You might as well make a lot of money while doing it, you know? 100%. Okay. You mentioned something that a lot of people out there are probably like, oh, tracking? Yeah. What? Yeah. Run. <laughs> can you talk about, because we have the scripts, they're uploaded, they can go find them and practice all of the reps. So now, can you talk us through your process for tracking the numbers, what's working, what's not? Yeah. So tracking is is probably uh, the biggest thing I see agents fall off of. Um, so I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we have a client, his name is Daniel. Um, and Daniel is, and he calls himself a nerd of tracking. I mean, he tracks everything. Now, when I give our clients things to track, it's more basic because I already know, confuse you lose. I don't want to give too much at them. But here's the beautiful part. So we got on a call with Daniel, right? Because we have some one-on-one calls and he tracks everything from dials, right? So we track dials, contacts, appointment set, appointment kept, uh, showings to offers to closings. And we track all those things. Um, and we get on a call. And by the way, he's got like a 70% contact to uh, set appointment, right? So 70%. It's insane. Um, he really, he practices every single day, whatever. But the problem was, is that his offers, right? Appointment kept to offers was 7%. And he's like, man, I don't know what it is. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, this is the one area that we need to work on. Now let's specifically work on this right now. He's at a 30% con- uh, appointment kept to offers now. He went from seven to 30% all with one call. Why? Because I could see where the hole in the ship was, Right. And so if you guys are out there and you're trying to figure out, man, these leads aren't working. Well, show me they're not working. Show me how many dials you make. Show me how many contacts you make. I want to see is it the leads aren't working or you're not working leads, right? Or, or you're not working leads effectively or efficiently. So when I look at it, it's easy for us to plug a hole in a ship when we have that. And it doesn't take long, guys. It takes literally two minutes at the end of, let's call it five, five minutes at the end of every single call session. And then it takes a 10 minutes at the end of every week to really identify where things are to start to plug the holes in a ship before that sink, uh, before that sink ships. There you go. For that sink ships, right? And so for me, it's not just about tracking. It's about reflecting, as we talked about earlier, on the tracking so that we can make sure that we plug that hole faster, more effectively, more efficiently. And it takes the stress out of figuring out why it's not working because it's very clear and concise right there. It look, what gets inspected gets respected. What gets inspected gets respected. If you don't want to track, then all you're doing is shooting yourself in a foot from potentially making an additional 50, 60, 70, a hundred thousand dollars this year with less stress. And so to me, I look at them like, ah, that's not a should, right? I'm not shooting all over myself with that one. That's a must, right? So track tracking should be something you absolutely one hundred percent need to do. And if you want to go basic with it, just dials, contacts, appointment set, appointment caps, start there, start there, then reflect every single week, find the holes in a ship, plug it and keep it moving. And you'll find yourself having a scalable real estate business, which most agents go through a roller coaster ride, commission up, commission down, commission up, commission down. How do I overcome that? It's easy. Create something that's scalable. How do we do that? Systems and processes. Tracking is one of them. 
Okay, two questions. Yeah. I'm going to start with one now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, and you mentioned it before, you didn't say these words, but it's like simple scales, fancy fails. Okay. You said some some version of yeah, that. I like that. Um, but when, the, totally stolen, nothing I have is original. <laughs> Those, <laughs> Alex, I, everything's stolen one. from everybody, I think at some point, right? Right. Yes. Dude, I wish I my brain came up with things on its own. It's not. It's just whatever. Acronyms, dude. Um, I'm telling you, I am a nerd for acronyms. <laughs> Anybody follows me on, on social media, I like that's how I remember things is I create freaking acronyms off of it. You are doing like, I'm, I'm, by the way, you earlier, you're like, I hope you're taking notes. Like the listeners, I'm taking notes. Yes. Like, so many, you have so many good little, um, little phrases, like what gets inspected gets respected. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But back to my question. So I know that, you know, in the heads of listeners, likely they're like, Oh, tracking somehow that seems complicated to me. And I know there's like the, the simple, you could probably have a piece of paper and you could do like, you know, checks. But what do you recommend seems to work best across the board with your coaching clients, like for tracking those numbers? Yeah. Excel spreadsheet, right? Put the formulas in so that it automatically calculates the percentages and that's it. Um, and, and also obviously you can go ahead and the appointments you set, something we also uh, track is appointments that you set is the volume on it, right? Because then we go ahead and we do it uh, divided by 3% so we can kind of see our commission running from it. Um, so not only can we see the volume, we can see the commission on it and say, man, I potentially have you know $75,000 in commission that I can make this week because of these set appointments. Um, so just the Excel spreadsheet, um, I wouldn't use a pen and paper um, it, as my only thing. I would use it to like track as I go but then input that number into a system like an Excel spreadsheet. Um, some companies you see Sue um, and there's some other ones, but you know, if you're a single agent out there, you don't need to spend any money on it. Google has a beautiful thing called Excel spreadsheets. Don't be intimidated. Um, it, you know, it's all you need is a few different, you know, uh, formulas and Google will go ahead and tell you how to set that up, but it gets really easy once you start doing it. So I would hundred percent just use an Excel spreadsheet. Don't get crazy. Perfect. My second question is you mentioned with Daniel and his situation, how, you know, one call allowed him to go from 7% to 30%, I believe it was on offers. On offers. Yeah. So Being from appointments kept to offers. Perfect. Will you share like what that, you know, yeah. advice was? So if anyone else is struggling with that problem, they can implement. Yeah. And I think, you know, right now this is a nationwide issue. I'm not going to lie. I think it's definitely a nationwide issue, right? And I think the big reason why is because we tend to forget that there's a meaning behind this move. And what I always love to speak high, like high, high volumes about is that emotion creates motion. Emotion creates motion. And so with our clients, we need to tap back into that emotion, right? We need to really extract that emotion and we need to move them from there. So kind of how that conversation goes, and it's going to be different for every single person as far as what their emotion is, but concept remains the same. So it's like, hey, we go three whys deep for every what, right? So if Shelby tells me that she wants to move because she wants to get closer to work, that's not her why, right? The first why is always a lie. So I'm like, we got to go deeper. Interesting. So tell me a little bit more. Why is that important to you? Well, I'm missing my kids' sporting events. You know, I'm not able to go to the gym like I want to, right? And I'm, I'm hearing, waiting for emotions to come out. So we're trying to go three whys deep. But nevertheless, once I find that, it's up to me to hold them accountable to that. And so now I know what their true reason is, right? Not that they need four bedrooms, but they need four bedrooms because they're in two right now with three kids and it's absolutely driving everybody crazy and everybody needs a peaceful environment. So now I approach Shelby and say, hey, look, I know we've been at this for a while um, and I know that you're, 
you know, you're kind of looking at a, a $300,000 home and you really want that four bedroom. So you guys could have a lot more peace in that house um, and create a more sustainable environment. Here's what we could do. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. You know, we've been doing it for about seven months and we haven't seen anything that you like because of the market the way it is. So we could do one of two things. We could either go ahead and we could expand our search to maybe move it into this pocket of town, right? Or maybe we can go up an additional 50K, which really only brings your you know monthly mortgage up a little bit, but to give you more opportunities. Which one do you think works better for you? Well, you know, John, I could probably stretch a dollar fifty thousand. Okay, awesome. Um, so this will give us more opportunity. So I actually have some that I was looking at right now um, that I think would be a really good fit. Do you mind if we go over them really quick? Yeah, sure. Let's go over them. And then boom, I'm giving them option A or option B. Look, what you're doing right now isn't working because we got a lot of people and for him specifically. And I think for a lot of us, they're, they're what they want versus what they can achieve. It's not there. Right. And so we got to be realists and we got to help them make a decision, but through the emotion, I'm not going to say, Hey, to get you that four bedroom home. No, I need to speak to the emotion and then bring up an AB question and see which one works better for them. And then that will help us go in. And by the way, he put three offers in that same day using that exact script by just going ahead and being real with them, giving an AB option. Three offers, three offers, which all got accepted, by the way. So three. Okay. So that's all I'm saying to you right now is like, we got to stop sitting back and being a door opener. See, a lot of agents out there, and, and I say this respectively, I was an Applebee server, so I'm saying it respectfully. We are glorified Applebee servers. How many bedrooms? Four. How many bath? Two. What location? Destin. Like that's not value, right? Value comes when you can fill the gap from problem to solution. If you don't know what problem is and what solution is at a very deep level in today's market, the value is not there. That's why they're, that's why they're, they're agent hopping and they're going from this person to that person. Because 86% of home buyers, they don't think their agent understands their problem because they don't. They don't ask deep enough questions. And I run my life off of this phrase, right? Which is you ask better questions, you get better results. Your quality of income, guys, your quality of income is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. I'll say it again for the people in the backseat of the car that's driving, okay? Your quality of income is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask your clients. And reverse that, your quality of life is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself, right? So it goes both ways. So get really good at asking questions and you'll find your bank account increase as well as your quality of life. Quick pause, let's talk real estate investing. Do you want to invest but don't have the time to hunt for deals or run numbers? Or maybe you've got a bunch of investors looking for deals but deal flow totally dried up? Well, word on the street is there's a build to rent company in Florida that's proven to be a great option for both realtors and investors looking for a hands-off solution with numbers that work. They build single family homes, duplexes, and quads. They handle all of the details from breaking ground to tenant placement, then manage the rental on the back end. Plus, they're offering to pay referral fees on any business you send their way. Interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com slash invest for more information. Now back to the show. Dope. Okay. I I have one more question on this before I pivot a little bit. Yeah. So you have, you have scripts for days and man, I really like the A to B, you know, which one do you think works best presenting the two solutions and letting them choose yeah. as opposed to the open-ended where people have also like the inability to make decisions too yeah. when it's so overwhelming. But anyway, um, you, with all of your scripts and all of the coaching that you do, what are, what is maybe one of the most impactful underutilized tweaks that they could implement 
um, that would make a huge difference in how the question was received or the outcome that they receive. All right. So you're, you're talking about an actual piece of the script or framework that could change the yeah. outcome of the call, right? Well, yeah. So like, yeah. For, for instance, like, instead of like, why do you do that? You know, where why puts people on the defense yeah. and you could say like, what's well, uh, curious about your reasoning behind that? Yep. You know, do you see how like that? So that's the kind of the, what I was hoping maybe, yeah. maybe you have. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> here's, here, there's, there's, Two things I'll hit you on, okay? Number one is the opening line. We kind of talked about it briefly before, but I'll give you an opening line for buyers, okay? And the opening line, a lot of people, they say a lot of wrong things. They say the broker's name. They say the person's name. Um, they say, how are you doing? All these things, okay? Opening line should sound very simple. Now, hey, this is John with the home search site. I know you're looking over here and destined at some homes. Just curious, are you looking to make a move in the next few months? Or are you just browsing? Man, John, we are just browsing. Awesome. That's exactly what the site is for. Hey, well, I got you. What's, uh, what's prompting you to browse? My tonality is a curiosity tonality, right? So I'm saying, hey, what's, you know, what's prompting you to browse? What's prompting you to browse is a why question shaped in a what format. It's not a why question straight out the gate, but they're going to open up because why? I gave them their most common excuse. What's the most common excuse when you call somebody who's looking on your site? I'm just browsing. Just browsing. Yep, so I gave them that. Whoa, cool. I won't be sold. All right. So I may look to make a move or you just browsing. Curiosity tone. I yeah, we are just browsing. Awesome. That's exactly what the site is for. Hey, but while I got you, what's, uh, what's prompting you to browse, man, we need, we need a bigger house. Interesting. Okay. Tell me more about that. What do you mean by bigger? And now we get into it, right? So that's number one, 75% of your objections come from your opening line. 75%. So we get so damn good at it and don't step on a landmine, right? Number two would be the interest rates one. I'll give you guys this right now because I, I want everybody to use it today when you make calls because you're going to hear it. Don't fight with them and be like, no, interest rates, you know, they're, I know they're high right now, but they're not as bad as they were and, you know, when they're 12% or don't say, but you could always refinance. Don't do the whole, you could marry the house and date the rate. Nah, stop, Right. Humans follow through with what they believe most. If you, who have no value right now, are trying to force your opinion on somebody that has a strong opinion about interest rates, you're losing. So all we do is we agree, or we don't agree, but we understand, right? Right? So we don't agree. We don't say, you're right. They are too high. We say, look, I get it. We're understanding. We're not agreeing. Uh, Chris Voss, which is a master negotiator for terrorists, he talks about it, right? When he talks to uh, terrorists, he always understands but never agrees. Right? So same with sales. Look, man, I totally get it. Let's just do this. Let's just put interest rates going up, going down to the side for a second. Pause. So what did I just start looking in the first place? Yeah, man, we're just trying to go ahead and downsize. Now I can have a conversation with them. Right? So those two things right there, your opening line, and then how you overcome interest rates are too high. Those are the uh, two big things I would have them really start to make tweaks on and really work on. Because if you could overcome that objection, much better chance, obviously, converting because it's your, what you're going to hear. But the big thing is you can't even get that far down the line if your opening line is not solid and confident. So you basically leave it. You're like, okay, you understand. You don't agree. You understand. And then from there you go elsewhere because you're looking for the emotion, right? Because then once you find the emotion, then you have the leverage to proceed and make them feel, okay, I yes. got it. We're full circle. Yes. And when, when, when you can get like a seesaw, think about a seesaw, right? If you can get a deep enough meaning that overrides any excuse, that's when you get the leverage. 
right? That's when you get the superior positioning in your conversation. So we got to find a deep enough meaning to override any excuse. I mean, it's the same with our life, right? I don't want to go to the gym. Okay, why? Uh, I'm tired. Excuse, well, what's a deep enough meaning? Well, I'm getting married soon and I'm going on a honeymoon. I want to look good, whatever, right? So it's like always in life and in sales, it's like try to grab a deep enough meaning that overrides any excuse. And, and when you can find that, when you can identify that, then you just got to be honest to yourself and be honest to your clients and bring that up in a proper time, proper setting. Okay, John, I can tell that you are a high performing individual. You have tons of energy. You have like nuggets for days. I'm curious about you personally. So like what is some of the things within your habits and your routines that feel that you feel like contribute most to being the optimal version of yourself? Yeah, just let you know it wasn't always optimal. (laughs) So this is all tweaks and everything. And look, um, I read something the other day, like find a morning that works for you. I'm a big believer in that. I used to like punch people in the face until they you know, couldn't stand it anymore about wake up on the Fs and all that stuff. And you know, as, as you grow and as you go, I think you find different things out about life and about yourself. And, and I have kids and I'm like, well, things now change. So I think the big thing is, is understanding that sometimes life is seasonal. Okay. Understanding life is seasonal. Doesn't mean you stop doing something. You just adjust it. Right, you just adjust it a little bit. So that, that's number one, right? Because I don't want you to have guilt and shame because guilt and shame attracts more guilt and shame. Um, the, but there's some of the big things that help me with my habits. One is triggers, right? So think about a light, right? When I turn the light switch on, what happens to the light? Boop, goes on, right? That light switch triggers the light. So for a lot of time, a lot of us, we have a bad habit, right? Or we have this habit that we want to replace, whatever it might be. The first thing to identify is what is the trigger. Let me give you an example here. So maybe um, every single time you get this phone call from a certain person, it triggers you to be negative. How do they want? I know they're going to be this and they're going to be that, right? But let's just say you don't want to stop that phone call from that person because you love that person. It's a mother. It's a father. It's a brother. It's a sister, right? So you can't stop that trigger. But what you can do is you can take that trigger and now identify, I need to replace it with something else so I can have a higher quality of day, higher quality of life. So you can't replace the trigger but replace the next big thing, okay? Flip side, if there is a trigger you could replace, your bad habits coming from the trigger, well, get rid of that trigger, right? Maybe it is a toxic person that you don't want anymore, right, in your life. Well, get rid of that person and, and have that. But I always talk about like, you know, you could love people from afar, right? So that's one big thing is, is just setting up your triggers that align with your habits. Number two is, you know, having this like, Audience of one, day one mentality as well. So let's talk about the audience of one. So we all want to show up. I just recorded a podcast actually about this. We all want to show up like at our company meetings, like yeah, making the phone calls, doing the thing, right? But then we're home and we're not doing the thing. Then we're home and we're not doing it. So when we went through COVID, we couldn't go through the gym, right? Now I'm here in Florida. It, it ended pretty quickly, but we couldn't go to the gym. I'm in that hot ass garage working out with nobody there. And I always talk about you're one of two people, Right? When I watch somebody at the gym and they're with their buddies and they're doing, let's say, a bench press. And they're like, all right, man, we got 12. We're going to do 12. And your buddy's standing there and, ah, and you hit 12, right? All right, let's do another set, another 12. And you're sitting there and you do four and your buddy goes to get a water and you see that he's gone. You're like, Boop, put it up at six. You do 12? Yeah, I did 12. Right? Who are you when nobody's watching? Who are you when nobody's watching? Because that's who you truly are. That's who you truly are. When nobody's watching, that's who you truly are. And so for me, it was like getting this 
audience of one, who do I need to be when nobody's watching? So when people are watching, I'm even a higher level of me. I'm even a higher version of me because I can impact them as well as it becomes habitual. That's number one, audience of one. Number two, and I got tapped into this often. I'm not going to lie. Day one mentality, right? Day one mentality. Like day one mentality. And what I mean by this is like when you first got into real estate, you were hungry. You were going for it. And then the market may punch you in the face or somebody said something. Whatever happened, happened. Get back to day one mentality. Get back to the hungry person, right? We t- this, this month for our clients wasn't my theme. They created it. I gave them an eight-week challenge. This is no excuse November, right? No excuse November, right? Every time I have an excuse, the theme is, nope, kill that excuse. I was, uh, I was Mar- uh, Mario for Halloween. I was, we were all Mario brothers. My wife was Luigi. My son was Bowser. My daughter was Princess Peach. And I got... I'm a big Vans fan, right? So um, I love Vans, and we have these custom Mario Brother Vans, and on the bottom of it, it says game over. Um, and so we talk about, like, every time excuse comes in, game over. Nope, not happening. Game over, not happening. So the three big things is day one mentality, just always getting back to that, right? Number two is be somebody who holds himself accountable in the dark, so you can shine the brightest light. And then number three um, is just making sure that you have the right triggers in place to create an empowering habit, or if you need to create a better habit after a trigger that you know is going to happen. So those are three big things um, that really have helped me progress from where I was to where I am today. And obviously we'll continue to do so. Okay, John, we talked about so much today. Yeah. What what did we miss? Is there anything that you're like, man, I really want to share this with the audience? Yeah, I think it's it's on the back of my shirt, right? I don't know if you can see it. Let's see. Okay. Um, Here, I'll, maybe, I'll show it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Please. Uh, oh, control the controllable. Yes. Um, so that's a, a phrase we live by. You know, there's there's a lot of us that are circumstantial people. And what I mean by this is that Circumstances happen, dictates our action. Circumstances happen, it dictates our action. And in the market we're in today, with now there's going to be election year coming up, right? And, you know, this person just bought this company, right? And this happened with, look, there's a lot of circumstances. But trust me when I tell you, if you just focus on controlling the controllable, which is effort, energy, execution, effort, energy, execution, those three things every single day, you'll find yourself having more energy for your family. You'll find yourself having more energy for the gym and you'll find yourself having more energy for your business, but we're only made up of so much energy. So when we disperse that energy to things that we cannot move the needle on, we find ourselves being drained and burned out. And that's your first and biggest mistake. What's happening is happening. If you can't move the needle on it, then leave it, leave it, let it be. Understand it's happening. Yeah. But don't put focus, attention, or energy on it because it's taking your focus, energy, and attention on your execution on the things that matter, things where you can move the needle further. So controlling the controllable is without a doubt what we need to start doing as real estate agents, as human beings. Um, and it is crucial, crucial, especially in today's market, right? And number two, number two that I, w- I will leave them with because I think controlling the controllable is, is definitely number one. It's really getting there. But number two would be a lot of us are sitting here and we're waiting for opportunities to come. We're waiting for the opportunities to come. And I think it's time for us to kick that damn door down and go take what's ours. Go look for opportunities. Look, inventory is low. Go knock on doors. 
right? Inventory is low. Call the Fizbos that are on Zillow, right? You don't need to pay for it. Obviously, it'd be nice to have your own system, right? Oh, your, your inventory is low. You don't have any, any leads coming in? Well, guess what? I just looked and there's 130 expires that happened in my market in the last five days. How many are in your market? How many have you called? Right? Like, what are you doing to create something? To create? Because I, I can't, my biggest pet peeve is when people complain, but they don't do anything to change your circumstances. You have so much at your will right now that you can do to change your outcome. And that is the final piece of this. But don't be tied to your outcome. Don't tie your confidence. Don't tie your emotion to the outcome. Right? We tie it to things that get the outcome. You went ahead and you called all week and you got zero appointments. Be proud of yourself and excited that you actually made the calls you said you're going to call. Right? When we tie ourselves to an outcome that is an external outcome, things that we don't have full control over, right? it lowers our confidence and our self-worth. So lastly with that is start tying your confidence to staying committed to the small commitments that you said you're going to keep to yourself, not the results. The more you do that, the result is going to be the byproduct. Control the controllable. Start making sure that you are kicking the damn door down and creating opportunities. And number three, last but not least, make sure everybody on this call understands that you have the absolute 100% capability to go get what is yours, right? But it takes the steps to get there. Don't be obsessed with the result. Be obsessed with the action that gets the result, and the result will be a byproduct. Those are my three things I think that they need to really focus on after this, this show. Oh my God. I have so many good notes. Um, <laughs> listeners, like if you're in the car and you missed all this, let me know because I'll just send you my notes. Because <laughs> dude, I am like so pumped right now. I really am. I'm hyped. But I follow you now on Instagram and I'm curious, where where are you going? What events are you going to in the next 12 months? That if listeners want to hang out with you or yeah. at least see you, whatever, where are you going to Yeah. Be? So um, right now, so I do a lot of stuff for a company called Commissions Inc. Um, they're a CRM. Um, so I do a lot of live events for them where we do full conversion days, seven hour conversion days. You got to be a part of Commissions Inc. or Sync. So if any listeners are a part of Commissions Inc. or Sync, please um, go go get your, your tickets to one of their local events because I usually go to at least 98% of them um, and I do a whole full day of conversion. Um, and then the other part of that is I do a lot of other speaking engagements, right? Um, whether it's, uh, you know, for the brokerage or whatever. Um, right now, I haven't had anything. I have about 12 events and a lot more sync events, but there's nothing on my radar just yet. Um, probably an Inman event might be one coming up, um, but there's nothing set in stone just right now uh, because I always look at it and I'm speaking at a lot of events. So I try to find ones that the ones I'm not speaking at, like, it's, I, I don't want to stay too far away from my family. I'm already speaking at so many events. It's got to be really, really worth it for me um, to go to these. Um, and so right now we're, we're in October. So now it's time to start looking, right, to see what's happening in 2024 uh, to really get to one of those events. But I'm doing at least 12 events for Commissions, Inc. Um, and then we got a bunch of local events that are happening as well that I, that I obviously will be doing. Dope. Okay. How can listeners help you and your business? What do you have? Yeah, absolutely. So first thing is always yeah. follow me on IG uh, at real John Marone, M-A-R-R-O-N-E. So go follow me there. Also my YouTube, uh, John Marone on YouTube, uh, my podcast. I'm going to throw a lot of that, you guys really quick. Um, real and raw show with John Marone. Uh, but there's two big things I want to let you guys know. Those are things you can just go do and, and you know follow and follow along free content. Um, two things. Number one, 
is that I've been doing this thing called the ultimate year workshop, right? Blueprint for success for the last seven years. Um, we have a proven system to identify where you're at in your life and in your business, then to help you identify where you want to go in the next 12 months with detail. But the greatest part is we help you reverse engineer a game plan and put the proper action steps in place at the proper time throughout the year in order to achieve those goals. So it's not just a goal setting workshop. It's not just a goal creating workshop. We're actually helping you create a blueprint for your success during those three days. It's virtual. Um, and so if you guys want access to that, it's going to be www.2024blueprint.com. So www.2024blueprint.com. And everybody gets our coaching for free for the month of December when you sign up. We start November 29th. It's a three-day virtual workshop, hour and a half each day. But 2024blueprint.com or hit me up on IG. Um, and last but not least, so definitely sign up for that. Super inexpensive. Um, we put our money where our mouth is, Shelby. And what I mean by that is we're one of the only coaches that do this, okay? If maybe you don't have an, uh, enough monthly funds right now to go ahead and pay for our coaching and invest in yourself, which by the way, it's less than a transaction. We're one of the most inexpensive coaching companies out there that give you the best results. We have a method that we have is called pay at close. So you could either pay monthly or we show you it works. We help you close deals. We don't give you leads or anything, but we give you our system, which is we teach you sales, social media, structure, and self-mastery. And we teach you that every single week. You close deals, you pay us when you make money, and that's it. Right? So there's a whole process behind that. So if you want to learn more about that, DM me the word sales um, at, at Real John Marone or on Instagram or on Facebook, and we'll talk about it. So those are my big things. Go ahead, follow me on all those platforms, www.2024blueprint.com. Get yourself into our ultimate year workshop, um, or if you want to go in depth a little bit more in our coaching, just go ahead and uh, DM me and we could talk about the opportunities. Guys, and if you're freaking out because you missed it because you're driving again, don't worry. All of that will be in the show notes. So go down there, follow John, do all the things that he said. <laughs> and I mean, seriously, this this show was like packed with energy and with nuggets. And thank you so much for coming on today, yeah. John. It's been freaking awesome hanging out with you. Absolutely. Um, and listeners, just a reminder, if you want to hang out with me or the owner of the show, we are The Shelby Show and Aaron Amujastegi on the gram. We want feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, who you want us to interview, what topics you want us to go deep in, all of the things. And otherwise, guys, that's all we have for today. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. Woo. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.